Hi, everybody. It's Roret, five-time best-selling author and your host of this show, The Success Code. Well, we're going live on The Success Code for the first time today, and we're going to have Miss Universe Canada 2020 coming on live here in a moment. Um, we're just waiting on her, and then we're going to go live. What up? What up? What up? How y'all doing? So we're going to get Miss Universe Canada on, and then we're going to make this happen. How y'all doing today? Y'all grubbing? I know all y'all over there, y'all got the, uh, y'all got the itis, eating a little too much. So this is my show, The Success Code Live. Usually we go live on Facebook, YouTube. But I'm trying something different this time. This time, I'm going to do it on IG Live, and then we're going to post to those uh, modalities. There she is. Let's see if we can get her in here. Hey. Hello. Miss Nova Stevens, Miss Universe Canada 2020, how are you? I'm good, how are you? First, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Of course. Um, you know, we do about 2,000 listeners. We usually go live on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube. Yeah. But I want to go live on Instagram and see how that will work, and then we'll post to all of those as well. Try something new, right? Yeah. How's your day going so far? My day's good. How's, how's your day? I can't complain. You know, I got to go to the gym. I haven't eaten yet. You know, it's Thanksgiving here in the States. Um, I don't oh know if God. you guys celebrate it yet. It is. Happy Thanksgiving. We celebrate our Thanksgiving in October. So we've already had okay. our Thanksgiving. Okay. That's so awesome. So for the two people in here who don't know who you are, just kind of explain what you do, who you are, where you're from, and kind of just give us a general overview of yourself. Absolutely. So my name is Nova Stevens. I am originally from South Sudan. So my hair is just South Sudanese, but I, I'm a Canadian citizen. I'm a Canadian. I've been living in Canada for over 20 years now. Wow. Yeah. Um, and I just won Miss Universe Canada. <laughs> that's okay. So that's super amazing. We're going to get into that. Um, but I want to, I want to talk about the hurdles and getting there. Cause I've been watching your story, watching a lot of your, your interviews and it didn't just come quick. It wasn't like an overnight thing where you just won no, and magically no. became Miss Universe. So kind of give us the story of, of when you decided you wanted to do that. And then the journey you went through, cause sometimes people think our success comes overnight when it took 10 years and then it just looks like we won overnight. Yeah, my success story in the pageant industry, at least, was six years in the making. So it definitely did not come overnight. I, I didn't just wake up and became Miss Universe Canada. I really had to work for it and it took a lot of jumping over hurdles. I, I fell down many times, many, many times. I've had doors close on my face, you know, figuratively, obviously, um, speaking. But I, I had a lot of rejection through my life. I decided to compete for Miss Universe Canada in 2014. Um, prior to that year, I actually submitted my application. I saw 
some ad online. I was like, do you want to be the next face of Canada? And I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. Let me try this. So I submitted my application, but that year I did not compete for, I don't know what reason as to why I didn't, but I didn't compete. The following year, they sent me an email because they, I guess I was in their database still from the previous year. And I thought to myself, you know what, why not do it? Yeah. So I did it that year and it was my very first time I knew nothing about pageants at all, like nothing. <laughs> and I made top 12, my first try. Yeah. So then I thought, I said, okay, so if I can get top 12 from my first time competing, what happens when I come back again more prepared? Okay, so 2018 comes around. So four years later, I thought I had enough time. I was ready. I go in and I'm confident. I'm confident that I, I'm going to do great, at least better than last time. Top, I was going to exceed, well exceed over top 12. I get there. I'm having fun. You know, they announced the top 20. I'm like, great. I made it top 20. Top 10, my name was not called. My name was not called. And I remember being really devastated. Um, I'm smiling right now, but that was a really, really hard year for me. I was, I was really devastated because I felt as though I really tried. I felt as though my placement should have been a lot further than what, what it was. And it had me thinking, maybe it had to do with the choice that I made, which was to go natural. Because the first time I competed, I went with, you know, the, the weave, because that is what was in, and it's still in. That is what is considered beautiful by society. But I, I, di I didn't want to go as that that year. I really want to be true to myself, you know? All hair types are beautiful. Yeah. So it was important for me to show that my hair type is also beautiful to other young girls that are wanting to get into that industry. I don't want them to feel like they have to change who they are to compete in a beauty pageant. If it's about beauty, then let your beauty show. So I really want to show that. So when I did make the top 10, I, yeah, I honestly felt as though the world was not ready for my type of beauty. And you know, I, I, yeah. I always tell people like my clients and stuff like that. I say, uh, the, the story of life only has two characters in its narratives. That's struggle and progress, struggle yeah. and progress. So I want to stay there on the struggle real quick because, you know, you don't know what you don't know. You don't, you can't, you imagine the future, but you don't have, we don't have certainty about the future. So mm -hmm. when you were devastated and hurt and struggled, how did you keep faith and muster up the courage to still keep walking? I feel like that is where the gold is. Well, Roy, it took me a long time to um, muster up that courage and that faith. It really took me a long time. A lot of the work that happens w in terms of like transforming our thought, it, it's, it's, it's our own thoughts that we have to transform. It's not those of others. People are going to tell you you're great. They're going to tell you what you want to hear. But if those words don't coincide with how you feel inside and what you think of yourself, then it doesn't really matter. So it was really important for me to speak love into myself. I had to learn to speak love. I had to learn to love myself mm -hmm. again because I, I wasn't giving myself love. I, I felt defeated and I, and I let that experience validate me, which it shouldn't have. 
you know? So it was a lot of self-reflection. It was a lot of words of affirmations. I had, I woke up every day and I would say nice things to myself. I would say, Nova, you are amazing. You are confident. You are able, you are beautiful. You're confident. Even if I didn't believe those words at first, I, I kept on saying those words until I started to believe them. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You know, that's super huge. Um, our subconscious mind doesn't mm -hmm. think out loud. It's our conscious mind that thinks out loud. Yes. And so our subconscious mind takes in whatever suggestions we give it, mm -hmm. but you have to go through that initial, I'm saying it, but I don't feel it. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times we think we are our feelings and sometimes our feelings are just defense mechanisms from the past, traumatic yeah. incidents, somebody else's voice of what they said. And yeah. I just want to say, I want to commend you and say that's extremely beautiful mm -hmm. that you are able to rise through that, be more authentic and yeah. tell me more about being natural and coming out and, and not using the weave and just being your yourself and your own beauty and how that was able to propel you and and how you muster up the confidence for that did that take confidence how did you feel during that time at the time oh sorry okay <laughs> at the time i when i decided to compete i i said okay this is your second time what do you want to do differently you know, and I always thought that it was, it's always easier to be yourself than something that you're not. Yeah. Of course, I can have the weave, but then how could I scream self-love and authenticity if I myself was not living by those examples? Yeah. You know, like I, I really want to be my authentic self that, that year, which is why I made that choice to be authentic physically as well as, you know, internally. Yeah. So yeah. I knew that I was taking a risk. You know, this is the beauty industry. This is an industry that tells us what and who they think is, is beautiful. And society has told us for the, a very long time that Eurocentric features are much more attractive than African features, yes. you know? And by me removing that hair, I'm screaming African as loud as I possibly can. You know, physically, I'm an African woman. I'm a black woman, no matter where I'm born, no matter where I am in the world, I will always be seen as an African woman. Even if I was born in Canada, they would still say I'm African. I, how many times have I heard, oh, where are you actually from? If I say I'm Canadian, no, 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 but what's your background? And I'm like, why does that matter? I don't ask you, oh, what's your background in Europe? Because let's be honest, the real Canadians in Canada are First Nations, right? So unless you are First Nations, you don't have the right to claim this land or territory and tell me that I don't belong belong here because guess what? You two don't belong here, yeah. right? So this is, I, I've heard this so many times in my life. Where are you actually from? You know, so I really wanted to embrace who I am. Yeah. And I'm an African-Canadian woman and that's fine. Canada is so diverse. You don't have to be, you know, European to be Canadian. Yeah. You can come from any part of the world and still be recognized as Canadian. That's what, and that's what makes Canada so beautiful. Yeah. So when I made that choice, I knew it was a risk. I was either going to be embraced or, or not. And, and I wasn't. So, <laughs> um, yeah. yeah. Um, that's um, amazing. Um, you know, 
I don't know your experience, but from my experience, and especially here in the States, is mm -hmm. being a Black woman, you have to be two times as good to get half the opportunity of anyone. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I want to give you your flowers and say you're the GOAT, which is the greatest of all time. Oh, you're so sweet. There's no way you get there without being 10 times better than everyone else. Yeah. And so I just want to say you're the greatest of all time. But okay. tell me, how did you manifest opportunity being a Black woman? Because it's so hard to do because you can't be aggressive and scream out because then you're the mad black woman you have to literally somehow every day love yourself bring positive energy so much to 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 so much love to people that they just yeah. have to give you your opportunity how see that's the thing even the whole you know the whole black um, angry black woman narrative i had to change that because I felt as though that was a way to silence us, to mm -hmm. silence me from using my voice. You know, if we have opinions, we are an angry black woman. No, I'm just a woman. I'm just a person expressing myself and my hurt. And I, so I had to tell myself, you know what? Let them think I'm angry because what I'm saying matters. The whole, even when I was, you know, advocating for Black Lives Matter and protesting, I knew people were gonna say, oh, you're being an angry black woman. No, I'm being human and you should too. You should use your voice. Your ability to, to express yourself does not, should not mean that you're angry. Yeah. You know, men can express themselves. Nobody says, oh, you're being an angry man. Yeah. You know, women that are not of color express themselves all the time. How many Karens do we know? <laughs> I saw one Nobody says, oh, you're being an angry white woman. No, but, but when a black woman expresses herself, she's, she's being too loud. She's taking up too much space, she's being angry. No, we just want you to listen to us, to see us, and to just honestly feel us. Yeah, and I think I know the reason for that. And the reason is you guys are the most powerful beings walking this earth. And so when you yeah. say something and you get to go on and bring your energy, everybody ha has to be aware and everybody feels it. Um, I have five yeah. of these shirts, they're my favorite shirts. It says, a black woman made me. And my mother, oh my God, is, so strong <laughs> not to me but she's scary to other people and yeah. it's just her her presence is so uh massively strong that yeah. it's just hard to deal with and so that's just the problem that people have that's just all that is I, I think to, yeah sorry I just I, I just think any woman that uses her voice is a threat to society yeah. society does not want women to use their voices yeah because we are powerful and we are strong that's weird. That is, I never understood that, you know, uh, the whole man, uh, woman came from man's rib thing. Like, yeah, that's, that's, I guess, rubs our ego, but that's impossible. Yeah. And we know that didn't happen. We know who birthed the entire earth. Exactly. A black woman. And so she's all of our mothers, not just black people, but every, everybody on earth. Yeah. And I, I just, I hate how being African is, it's like a derogatory term or it's meant to be derogatory yeah. you we all come from africa yeah everybody comes from africa the reason why your pigment is lighter is because of where you are it has nothing to do with you being much better than me you know so it's just, it's just interesting how colonialism and obviously slavery has 
affected our society even till today. Yeah. 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 But we're coming back and we're coming back strong and we're, we're coming back. We're coming for, you know, what rightfully um, is ours. Yeah. And, you know, just I've been studying and learning our history because you know, they don't really teach us our history. And I actually did my ancestry and found out I'm 91% uh, African. I'm trying to figure out exactly what tribe so I can go visit. Because, it, you know, it feels a little weird to not really know where you're from, you know? Yeah. I can see Ghana. I, I see, like, West African. Yes. It did say 91% West African. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I got the African ancestry. I'm just waiting on that to see exactly you know, where, so oh, I can. Yeah. Amazing. So oh, that's going to be so exciting for you. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about being nervous. Okay. So when I speak in front of people, a lot of times people say, you know, you see so conf you seem so confident. How do you do it? And they have no idea that like, I was about to throw up. <laughs> like, this, it was poker face, but talking to a thousand people is so stressful. So how was it dealing with nerves, going out on stage, and going out on stage to where they're doing exactly what scares us. is They're judging you, literally. I know. I know. How did you get through those nerves and stay stoic and stay present? <laughs> Breathe. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's a thing. It's all a facade because when you're standing up there, yeah. people are like, wow, you seem so calm, cool, and collected. Mm -hmm. But like you said, minutes before that, my heart was beating like a thousand miles per hour and like I like was heating up I had to say for me words are everything so I was using affirmations I, I say stuff like okay I'm confident I'm calm I relax and I have to do deep breaths that's how I kind of calm my nerves before going on stage yeah. but then once I get on stage I almost feel like as though I black out I think I black out on stage so I'm no I'm no longer nervous I don't think I feel until after I'm done that I'm like oh yeah. what happened <laughs> But I do okay. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite books is The Power of Now. And Me too. <laughs> Edgar, mm -hmm. Edgar. And yeah. the, the, staying present is important, but it's mm -hmm. so hard to explain because when you're in the now, there's no concepts to explain the now moment. You're just here. Yes. Um, yeah. With my athletes, uh, we call it being in the zone. Yeah. Um, um, I forget... Um, what the author's name was, but they call it being a, state of, a state of flow. Oh, okay. And so why you said, when you said you blacked out, I think you went into that zone. You were just so present yeah. that you were just there, like mm -hmm. in the now. And, mm -hmm. and you were just, you were just going and just, when you're in the now, you innately just do everything perfect. It's so weird. Okay. Oh, okay. I never thought about it that way. It's so it's so cool. Um, I do that when I write because I, you know, I write books, mm -hmm. and sometimes right. I'll sit down and I'll start writing, and my negative brain comes up. But then mm -hmm. at a moment you get past it, and the next thing you know, it's been four to five hours, and you're like, "Yo, where did the time go?" Yeah. Mm -hmm. So you're in the now. We're <laughs> in the now, the present moment. All right, let's talk about Black Lives Matter. Um, over here, they're trying to make it look like it's this bad political thing, yeah. liberal thing, and they don't understand that we use language and movements 
And that's how we use energy to, to make change. Because when you want to make change, you call for dialogue. Yeah. And so what does Black Lives Matter mean to you? And um, what do you think we can do to just improve the situation altogether? It's just so sad that we have to explain what that means. You know, I think it's so simple. Black Lives Matter. We just want you to view our lives as equal value to yours. That's honestly what it is. I don't want you to look at me and think that I'm less than you. Yeah. I don't want you to treat me different because my skin color differs from you. Yes. It's so simple. We just want you to see us as humans. That's, that's it. Yeah. That's all that Black Lives Matter is. It's not a political campaign. It's not um, a fascist group. It's, it's, we just want to be seen as human. That's honestly what it is. And I, and I don't know why that's so hard to grasp. And, and Black Lives Matter doesn't mean we're saying not all lives matter. We're just... No, of you know? course not. And, um, we're just saying that, you know, in order for all lives to matter, Black lives have to matter too because we should be a part of that all lives matter bracket. But we're not, unfortunately. Yeah. I saw this really cool meme because when the election was going on, mm -hmm. Trump was winning, but there were all these ballots that weren't counted. So Biden made like this big comeback. And so the meme said, uh, all the people who said all lives matter are upset that all votes matter. <laughs> so it was like, they're mad now that all votes matter. Like, what happened to your all lives matter thing? We got to count every single vote. And we're going to see it. <laughs> That's actually funny. All right. So this is the part of the show where we go into the red zone, where I ask you some some hit questions and you don't have to answer them fast. You can answer them how you want to because some of them okay. require a little bit of thinking. And so, boom, let's go into the red zone. You ready? Let's do it. Give me your top three books that changed your life. Okay, Power of Now, Think and Grow Rich, and God, what's the other one? The Untethered Soul. Untethered Soul. Someone told me to read that. I have to get to that. You Which one's your favorite out of the three? Oh, that is so hard. Oh my god. I guess the power of now because we just have to learn to always just be in the moment. Yeah. Yes. What's your favorite quote? And if you can't narrow it down the one, what's a couple of your favorite quotes? Okay. My favorite quote is actually the golden rule. Do unto others. I actually I have two. Do unto others what you want the others to do unto you. And then the other one is by Michael Jordan. I have missed 100% of the shots that I didn't take. Wait, is that? no, 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 wait, oh my God. I think that is You missed 100% of the shots that you don't take, yes. <laughs> did, you, did you watch the, the documentary? Yes. Oh my gosh. I know. <laughs> That's so motivating. It is, um, it really is. Would you rather be loved or respected and why? Oh, I would rather be loved because I feel like love is a form of respect. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I've asked that question to uh, hundreds of people and respect was every answer except my last two interviews. You Interesting. and um, a guy named John Livesay, who's a salesman, you are the only two that said love. And Interesting. I think that's really awesome. Yeah, really love. Awesome. Love all the way. All right, what is so important to you that you're willing to give your life to? <clears throat> the well-being of my family. 
Yeah. If I had to choose right now between, you know, being the richest person in the world or giving that to my family, I would give it to my family. I honestly would. Yeah. Family is all you have. I don't know if you saw Kevin Hart's uh, new special. Not yet. He asked, he said, a, a really serious question. It was funny, but it was serious. He said, do you have a butt wiper? And a butt a wiper? A butt wiper. And that's if, if you got super hurt because he got in the car accident mm. and you can't walk. Who I loves you so much that they'll wipe your butt? And oh. that, I literally thought of that. And the only person who will do that for me is my mother. There was nobody else out there. Mm -hmm. And even yeah. though it was funny, it gave me clarity on who yeah. truly, truly, truly loves you and who will be there. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, everybody's so listening. Who's your butt wiper? Wow, that's crazy, huh? All right, that's deep. That's really deep. That is deep. <laughs> All right, what is success to you? I've gotten different answers from so many people. What is it in your opinion? Success to me is pursuing the thing that most scares you, and actually achieving it. Yeah, so it's literally it's success is thinking outside the box and doing things outside the box and challenging yourself, not being afraid to try. That is success to me. All right, so follow-up question. What scares you nowadays? Okay, so in 2018, before the pageant, I think before or after, I don't remember. Anyways, I wanted to make sure that I um, not only change, challenge myself and like, you know, become my authentic self, I want to challenge myself and conquer my fears. At that time, it was swimming and snakes. So that year, I taught myself how to swim. I taught myself how to swim. And I shot with, uh, what kind of snake was it? I think it was um, a python. I had a photo shoot with a python. It was like eight feet long, like, like this thing. <laughs> oh. And I remember, Leading up to that that shoot, I was so nervous. I couldn't even enjoy life. I was so scared the snake was just going to eat me. And when I had the snake around me, I, I felt it constricting me. And I remember tensing up. And then I, I just relaxed. And then once I relaxed, the snake and I became one. So I conquered my fear of snakes because before that, Roy, I wouldn't even dare be in the same room. Or even, I would cross the street. If I saw you with a snake, I'm crossing the street. <laughs> That is wild. I'm a, I'm afraid of snakes too. I was, I was on a hike and I heard a. Do you know what a rattlesnake is? Yes. They're super poisonous. Yeah. And I heard like this rattle. And I'm like, what that? What is that noise? I look down. There's a snake, and I, <laughs> I like yeah. screamed really loud at the top of my lungs and like jumped out of the way. But, um, what scares me now? What scares me is having my family pass away before I see them. That really scares me. Yeah. So COVID's really stressing you out, huh? Well, no, my family lives in Africa, so I'm the only one here. I haven't seen them since I've been here. Yeah. So my biggest fear is my mother and father dying before I get they to die. reunite with them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that leads to so what's next for you? What are you focused on uh, right now and over the next year or two? Well, the next stop is Miss Universe, and I want to get my mother out of the U-Run camp. I would love to do that before Miss Universe, if, you know, God willing and this COVID allows me to do stuff. 
get out of the queue while I'm camp, take her to, to Ethiopia, and then build a home for my family. That's that's what I would love to do next. That's awesome. That's what you're gonna do next. That's what you're that's gonna what do. That's what I'm gonna do next, yeah. <laughs> right. What's a big, hairy, audacious goal that is super duper at the end of the spectrum that you will, that you wanna achieve? I want to be the Prime Minister of Canada. <laughs> that's huge all right yeah. so if you become that you gotta hook me up you gotta give me dual citizenship okay <laughs> you gotta bring me in to come motivate and teach hook me up wow that is amazing yeah i feel like i'm being pushed towards politics i feel like sometimes we may think we know what our purpose is and then all of a sudden it's like god or the universe pushes you towards that direction so I think that politics are definitely well, part of my path. So I'm going to pursue them after Miss Universe. That's amazing. That's amazing. We got a couple questions here. Someone said, what was the feeling you had when you won Miss Universe Canada? What was the feelings you have? Was it, was it like crying joy? Was it just super happy and screaming? What, what did you feel? Definitely tears of joy. I was fanning my face. It wasn't because I was hot. I was like, no, don't ruin my makeup. I'm trying to like, stop. I'm going to take pictures. I was genuinely happy. I, I think I was shocked for a very long time. I don't think I really felt that I won until like weeks after. I didn't really get a chance to reflect and just soak it all in. So shocked, definitely happy, just beyond belief. Yeah. Have you ever thought about, and if you have, when are you going to write your book? So, yes, I'm in the process of writing children's books. So, but I'm definitely going to do an autobiography as well. But right now I want to create children's books because my whole thing is that, you know, hate is taught yeah. so we can unlearn it. So I want to teach kids to love at a very young age through literature. So I want to create, I'm going to create children's books. That's so, amazing. That's that's, That's next up. <laughs> if you need any help with that, let me know. I'll show you please. anything you need. Let me know. Yeah, please. Um, if you had to start over from scratch, what three steps would you take to to start chasing being Miss Universe again? I don't think I, I would change anything. I really do feel as though everything happens for a reason. I don't think I would change anything. Yeah, I'm... I'm happy that I lost a couple of times because it did make me stronger. It did make me push and work a little bit harder. Yeah. So nothing. Yeah. That's amazing. What would you tell? Well, how old are you now? Natalie never kisses and tells, Roy. <laughs> <laughs> That's like my grandma. My grandma would never tell me. <laughs> what would you tell your 16-year-old self if you could go back in time? If I could go back in time to my 16-year-old self, I would say that you are going to be given a lot of challenges. You are going to be faced with a lot of adversaries. Just remain to always stay true to who you are. Don't ever try to change yourself physically or internally. Just always be Nova. And know that you have a purpose on this planet and you will fulfill it. See how amazing that is? See what you would have told yourself is what you did. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what you did. Um, my mentor always says that 
you'll succeed if you just make your common sense your actual common practice Ooh, and it's really it's really that easy but uh, you know sometimes like especially for me i mm -hmm. self-sabotage myself so much especially in my older uh, uh younger years mm -hmm. i just self-sabotage myself but once you just stop that and just focus you yeah. can really take it to another level it's right. fear. It's fear. You know, it's it's that fear in our minds that says that we can't. I don't ever use the words I can't. Yeah. Never. Because if I tell myself I can't, then I never will. Yeah. It's I am. I always speak to myself in present tense. I am this. Before winning Miss Universe Canada, yeah. I have a vision board. I'm sure you do too. Yes. On my vision board, board, I literally have Miss Universe Canada. I wake up, I stare at it. I say my gratifications. I... I write, I am a winner. I am Miss Universe Canada. I am this. So now it's Miss Universe. I am Miss Universe. Yeah. Give you know, my crown. <laughs> <laughs> you know, affirmations are huge. I um. Yeah. I gave a talk at Stanford, and the guy who spoke after me gave this talk. When you do aff affirmations, this part in your prefrontal cortex in the front of your brain lights mm -hmm. up. Yes. And it literally starts to um mold your brain because you know mm -hmm. the brain is plastic like i don't want to get too geeky but mm -hmm. it literally lights up your brain and then your brain starts to look for mm -hmm. every single thing it can to bring that into your life so yeah know the yeah. law of attraction seems like a little esoteric but it's actual science yeah yeah it, it you ever been in a room full of hundreds of people and someone say nova and then you can hear your name amongst all those people your brain does that with your affirmations it it, yeah. it solidifies it so that you're always yes. focused on yeah. those things and visuals too you know like it's always about your subconscious mind your conscious mind is not aware of everything but your subconscious mind absorbs everything you see you hear so that's why i always turn to my vision board and i see exactly what the life that i want to envision uh -huh. and then i affirm that by using words of affirmation <laughs> Yeah. Uh, someone said, you have amazing skin. What is your skin regimen? I don't know if she can go over her whole regimen, but any tips? Any tips? Water. Water. Lots of, I drink a liter of water. Four liters. No. Mm, four liters of water. Yeah, I drink four liters of water a day. That is my, and I always wash my face. I never go to bed with makeup on. Yeah. I always moisturize my face and that's literally my secret. But water, I say, is the key. It's the key staying hydrated, keeping those cells yeah. hydrated. Exactly. Yeah. Well, Miss Nova, thank you so much. That's our time. Um, oh, thank you. Is there anything that I should have asked you? No, I think you've asked me everything. So thank you for your time. And thank you to all of you that are watching as well. All right. Uh, anything you're working on? Anything you want to promote? So I'm going to post this all over, not just here. Uh, go ahead and just plug whatever you want. Well, you can follow me on Instagram, and that's the Nova Steven. So that's T H E N O V A S T E B N B E N S. I'm like, wait, I forget how to spell my name. And that's the same for Twitter and Facebook as well. All right, thank you so much. I'll be waiting on your books. Yes, we'll chat about that actually, because um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's in the works. Whatever you need, I I got all the connections, and also. Congratulations on when you win Miss Universe. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time, Roy. Thank you. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate you.
No problem. Bye. Okay.